We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, oh man, what a night for the in-season tournament. You know what time it is. That's right. Survive and advance. The Boston Celtics somehow, some way, they find the energy to get it done in a tight one. We'll explain how it's a tight one. 124 to 97, they take down the Chicago Bulls and are advancing in the in-season tournament. We got a recap of that game, what it all means going forward and what the schedule looks like for the Celtics. That and more coming up next here, Green with Envy. What up, what up? It's your boy, Will Weir, locking in with my pick and pop partner, my best friend, coach of the podcast, the one and only Greg Menakis. Man, I got to say, in-season tournament, a lot of fun tonight. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. There's so much to talk about. Um, Do you want to start with the morning box score? Do you want to just get into the game? Do you want to talk about Hacka drumming up 30? Like, I mean, we're going to get into a lot of it with the game. I just want to start just real quick, just for a minute or two, just like... Listen, I, I I was healthily skeptical just to see what the Insane's Interment was going to do. It it did exactly the NBA. I got to give them credit. It, it did exactly what they wanted to do. There's a te- even if you're confused by it, there's conversation about it. There's people sending me text messages. What does this mean? Is this an in-season tournament game? And, you know, we're recording this. We didn't do a live post game because we had, you know, our own um, men's rec league game. Shout out to the squad. Still undefeated. 73 40 something 43 victory something along those lines i should take in a picture um but i mean that was the first thing everyone was talking about when we get there granted there's a couple of celtics fans on our team but that's the first thing everyone's talking about is is who advanced what does it mean and so the excitement was there it was fun tonight on the broadcast having a game that got you know certainly out of hands by a november regular season game standard that still had meaning one of our buddies on our team shout out to our guy lip you know saying same thing with the nixon and hornets game it's what's happening in the bucks game what's happening in the celtics game trying to figure out and you know what end of the day i don't know if by the time we get to whoever the final two in vegas are if it's going to feel like it means something or not but i'm having fun and i think that's all that matters right it's now. fun and it's a cool product if you're i don't know if they did it 
um, tonight. But when I was out uh, watching the first in-season tournament game out at the bar a couple of weeks ago, and they had the four screens or NBA crunch time, whatever they're calling it. Um, yeah, that's it's like a, their version of red zone kind of. Yeah, that's a really cool product. So it, I get where the NBA is going with this. I was bought in from the beginning. Um, so to see that you're now bought in, most people are bought in. Uh, shout out to our guy, Frosty on on twitter frosty not bought in frosty bias if you follow, <laughs> if you follow him on twitter i want to pull up some of his tweets because he's just so angry frosty's uh one of the yeah, like you, you uh, think i'm old man angry there's definitely some some well, older frosty's angrier actually guys older there. right he's, i know i know uh, uh nick gelso of uh of clns i saw him he was still on the court like, i've been off the courts now whatever they're so bad they're good it's kind of like my final stance with them i think he was at the game time i saw even he was like okay i'm in like i'm i'm, I'm all in but it took it took until the last night to do it but uh let's get into it and we'll, we'll try to hit it from from all angles so uh let's go ahead and, and let's queue up the morning box score the boston celtics find a way to advance in the in-season tournament they are heading to the quarterfinals where they'll be going to play indiana indiana pacers have the two seed celtics are the technical three seed they'll play that game at indiana either monday or tuesday of the upcoming week to be determined but the celtics go ahead and get the big victory tonight 124 to 97 against the let's call them the, the hapless the withering bulls i don't know there's a, there's a lot of negative adjectives that can be used to describe that bulls i'm gonna call team, them but- the more abundant bulls Let's go with that. I mean, we could go all day with with different words to describe what this Bulls team is and where they're going. We'll hit on that for a second here later. But uh, quickly on the Bulls side, 19.6 assists for DeMar DeRozan, 14 for Patrick Williams, 19 for Kobe White. Uh, Alex Caruso, you know, just did Alex Caruso things, you know, which is why he's going to be so valuable on the trade market. We've already hit on him on an earlier podcast. But other than that, not much to talk about. Zach Levine, one of nine, two points, 25 minutes. DeMar DeRozan left early with an injury. Just some really ugly stuff from the Bulls on this particular night. Let's go over to the Celtics. There's a lot of good to talk about with the Celtics box score tonight. And let's start with Greg's favorite guy, Jalen Brown, 12 of 23, three of eight and three, three of five from the line finishes with 30 points, eight rebounds and six assists along with a block. Jason Tatum, eight of 16 from the field, 21.7 rebounds, four assists. Al Horford, 16 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Derek White, five of seven from the field, 14 points for him, seven assists, two steals. Welcome back to the starting lineup. Drew Holiday, 14 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. Sam Hauser, 10 rebounds off the bench tonight, nine points for him, 11 points for Peyton Pritchard. Just up and down, very uh, efficient nights for almost all Celtics involved really hard to find anything negative to say about the Celtics. So I'm not even going to try at this point, but Greg, I know looking at this box score, I know there's for sure an individual that you want to highlight. I know I got one that I want to highlight. Let's start with your guy. Cause I know where we're going with this. So take it away for us right now. Well, with Jalen Brown of the last 16 quarters of basketball, four games, he's played 14 really, really good quarters, right? The only, the only thing that he's struggling with, um, the only time he struggled, sorry, when you put the music up really loud for a second, it kind of, <laughs> kind of yeah, no, I was, I was trying to fade it out, but then it, it, it rose up. So that was, okay. uh, that's not no worries. Right. No worries. Um, so the only time he struggled was in the second half of the magic game, right? That was it. He's played the best basketball he's played this season, um, over the last four games, take out the second half of the magic. 
Jalen Brown is playing exactly the type of basketball that the Celtics need for the whole offense and the whole engine to be running smoothly. Those six assists don't even like begin to to describe the the mindset that Jalen Brown is now playing with. I think somebody um, tweeted tweeted at me that he had ten potential assists in the previous game, um, where he was. I think he only had three actual assists, but ten potential assists. I would love to see how many potential assists he had tonight. But his ability now to well, what he's not, I wouldn't say now, but what he's doing now is he's starting to, the game's starting to slow down for him. He's keeping it very simple. He's playing uh, patiently out of the post. He's drawing multiple defenders and just making the very simple reads out to the, out to the opposite wings into the opposite corners, stuff that we've been asking Jalen Brown to do. And it just took him a while to, to see it. And now that he's seeing it and now that he's, contributing to the connectivity on the court the rest of the team is also able to trust to make the extra pass make the extra pass and i do want to really quickly show this one play that demonstrates um uh, you know jalen brown earlier in the season before this season i feel like he shoots this shot but for those of you watching on youtube this is a great example of jalen trusting the extra pass for a wide open al horford three they find tatum back outside you know that's the celtics up 30 points there and jalen is continuing you know four minutes left in the game 118 to 88 yo the the starters were locked in late in this one i love it i thought it was fantastic they were um jalen continues to make the right pass when he's the when jalen brown is also making the right pass it's just so much easier for everybody else to trust that process and i'm loving what i'm seeing out of jalen i want to show one more play here one thing that i think jalen can um kind of embody moving forward is the idea of if he sees two bodies just make the make the simple pass when i was a coach i would always preach to my players see two move the ball see two and move it we would always stress that in practice see two and move it see two and move it I heard NBA players about Rolex and Rolls Royce and Cornette said mortgage. Celtics really committing to this three. That's such a simple play because he catches the ball on the right wing. Jalen Brown can shoot that three-pointer. He drives into the paint. He sees a very good help defender in Caruso. And the thing I love about that play is when you go back and watch it, the moment Jalen Brown gets rid of the ball, I feel like is the right moment for all good playmakers in the NBA. It's a, it's a split second ahead of the defense, and I feel like last year and earlier this season, that pass was just a little bit later, a count later. Maybe mm-hmm. the, the ball gets deflected. Maybe Caruso's able to ro- rotate out and contest the shot. Instead, Jalen gets rid of the ball early, wide open, Pritchard shot, money. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And this is the thing for me when it when it comes to Jalen Brown is is when we talk about him being a playmaker, like there's levels to playmakers, right? In the NBA, like Jalen Brown doesn't need to be a you know I mean Tyrese Halliburton's at the top of this, but you know what I mean he doesn't need to be like in this crazy elite category. It's exactly what you're talking about. It's can you consistently make the right and the simple reads, and then eventually you know you try to grow from that. And so I think right now. It's just I, I like for me, it's just consistency, just consistency in making that right read. And you've seen that, like you said, minus the the second half of, of that Orlando game, which which, is, you know, as we talked about, there's context around what that second half looked like as well. But, you know, just making those simple reads, he gets it, especially the way this team is set up. And this is without Chris Porzingis, which, by the way, apparently he, he joined the broadcast. And it looks like he might even be back by Friday. If not, looks like Indiana and whether that's Monday or Tuesday seems likely that there's a chance that he'll play in that game. But the way that this team is set up, if you just make the right play, he's going to have a lot of nights where he has five, six, seven assists. Like mm-hmm. that's the way this team is set up when you have Jason Tatum, when you have obviously it even take out Jason Tatum, just, just having Al Horford, Derek White, Drew Holiday, Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, having having KP out there, having those guys that are going to be ready that if you make the right pass, they're going to knock down the shot or they're going to take that shot and they're going to take the right shot, which is also going to leave us in better positions to whether that's get offensive rebounds, that's to get back on defense, which helps our transition defense. Like there's so many other little things that Jalen making just that right pass or that right play, you know, goes into that you don't just think about. And so when we say that, you know, Jalen Brown needs to be a playmaker. It's it, it, it's it's a simple playmaker. It's, it's not this you know ultimate creator. And so I think mm-hmm. sometimes when I see comments on Twitter, I think that's the way that they're interpreting. Like, oh, you want Jalen Brown to run the pick and roll and and do you know something that Trey Young would do? It's like no, that that's not even close to what to just what don't is be being, a, just don't be a ball stopper. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And so I think the examples that you used and then like you said these last couple of games these have been tremendous Jalen games minus that second half and so tonight he was phenomenal uh you know and they needed him to be phenomenal because you know no kp we need a night where one of the jays is going to have 30 something points because we needed to win this game by 23 if you hadn't heard and so you know you got to get some guys that have some outstanding performances and in one of those clips you know 
Jalen found my guy, Al Horford. You know, I, I announced earlier in the in the season, Derek White is is now kind of my number one seed role player. Al's still right there, man. I fucking love me some Al. Al's <laughs> 37 years old. He's six of eight from the field, four of six. He's refining that three-point shot. I think him getting a few of these starts has helped him get a, a little bit more of, of, of his rhythm back. But the nine rebounds, the six assists, the two steals, the three blocks. Didn't block one to his son tonight, which I thought was a little rude. Like, you're going <laughs> to do, you know, and I know he's got a couple kids. So you got you to gotta spread the wealth. But just Al Horford's, and this is the thing, with Al, even when his shot wasn't falling earlier in the year, he's found a way to make himself still extremely valuable to this yeah. team. And I, I think occasionally it can be forgotten because of of his age and the new toys that we have in Drew Holiday, who who I thought had a really great comeback game tonight. Uh, you know, Chris Dapps, Porzingis, and, and you know Derek White elevating that he can sometimes be forgotten, but it cannot be. You know, we cannot underappreciate what Al Horford means to this team and the activity that he brings and even if his shot isn't going he's still going to have a value to this team night in and night out and seeing the way that that he's played over you know his last stretch or so uh just remind you that this is a crucial crucial part of this team to be able to to make the run whether that's the in-season tournament run or that's the run to the championship they want to make this guy is going to play such a massive role and i love seeing him just thrive you know continually each time when we think he might be getting old or there might be you know this is the end of it al horford finds a way to keep stepping up so just got to shout out al horford for his performance right and you know i think al struggled at the beginning of the year to adjust to the the role off the bench so i love your comment about him finding his rhythm now that he's gotten a few starts under his belt the three point stroke is back you know, I gave him at my um, whatever it was like after 12 games, I put out my um, my first report card and I gave him a C plus. And, you know, if a few people were like what? Like you have Al C plus. Well, it, like this is a plus Al. Right. Yeah. So what was he doing earlier in the year? Was that a plus Al? No, that wasn't a plus Al. That was that was just Al Horford playing at more of an average um, average level, you know, a C plus average. And now he's playing great basketball and he deserves to be graded out as like an A, A plus player over the past five games or so. And he's got another opportunity, you know, against the Sixers um, on Friday where, yeah. where he really shines his matching up against Joel Embiid. He played great against Embiid in the first matchup. So it's another opportunity for Al Horford to step up. I'm assuming that game's on national television. Um, so I actually that, don't think it is really really weird so uh, only reason i know is i was watching some of the the sixers destroy the lakers last night and the sixers broadcast was super excited that for some reason sixers lakers oh, and nice. sixers celtics in one week is not on national tv also just like weird scheduling quirk this is the third matchup already with the sixers kind of weird that we're playing the sixers three times in the first 20 games you you would think knowing that these teams are you know rivals and that you know it's, it's going to matter later in the season you'd like to have a few games in february march when they're rounding into playoff form right, but right you know anyways that's just a weird scheduling quirk but yeah on, on friday night it, that's going to be a fun game in philly uh or in boston i should say actually with philly coming to boston for that one but you know just sticking with this game tonight greg uh it <laughs> It was really interesting to kind of see how the Celtics were because Missoula didn't want to answer any questions before. He was like, it's just a game. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it was not just a game by the time we got to the middle of the third quarter. 
And, you know, I've highlighted before uh, that the third quarter has been kind of a disaster area for the Celtics. Tonight, obviously, I mean, nothing was – the Bulls are just a, a freaking mess. I don't know what to, to make of what the Bulls are doing or, you know, where they're going. But tonight in the third quarter, Celtics won 28-18. to 18. You know, that's been a, a rough spot for them where they've had trouble breaking 20 points in a lot of their recent third quarters. Their defense has held up, but it's been the offense that has been really troubling. So they still find a way to get the 28 points in that third quarter. And then you get to this just weird building tension. And even Drew Holiday talked about it post game that it's like it feels weird. It feels like you're, he said in his words, it just feels weird. It's like you're disrespecting the game and your opponent. It feels weird, but I understand it. But at the same time, you're just playing to the whistle. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of mentioned it briefly. Hacker Drummond, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, up 30. One of my favorite things I've seen in a very <laughs> long time. I was absolutely dying at that move. And if that doesn't tell you that that they're at least taking the last game, once they know what the stakes are, this game was certainly different than a normal November game. Right. And I, I want to play a quick clip from Joe Mazzula in his press conference where he addresses that moment where um, he he had to talk to Billy Donovan at half court because he didn't want to seem as if he was being disrespectful. So I got a quick little clip from the press conference here. Joe, well, I mean, it's official because Brooklyn won. So you guys have advanced. So I guess congratulations on so that. Without worrying about it, we advanced. Think about what the process does. Look at that. Process um, over results. What was the conversation you were having with Billy Donovan there at the half? It was uh, just a mis it wasn't necessarily a miscommunication, but we had a guy on our staff sitting near the bench giving once I told him don't talk to me until we're until at the point where it's necessary. And so once it got to 30 at the start of the fourth, we started communicating on what the Brooklyn game was going and what the deficit was. And so when I started the hack of drumming, Billy thought we had to win by 22, but he didn't know the ramifications of what was going on in the Brooklyn Toronto game. And so I just had to explain to him this is what my this is what our people are telling us. This is what we have to do. This is the process towards protecting our lead. It gives us the best chance to win in advance. And so credit to him for understanding that. It's kind of funny hearing Missoula say Hacker Drummond. Like I know yeah. we say that as fans and media, but I it's it just it just it, it feels like that would be something that we would say and not maybe necessarily the coaches who are in the moment of the game actually calling it hack a shack, hack a you know, hack a drummond. Like it's more like a media term, but it's funny hearing him say that. Yeah, and I mean that was such a weird moment in the game. Um you know, with Drummond on the court, I, I didn't know how I felt about it because he, although he did miss all four of the free throws, this, it's not like the Bulls were scoring at will against us. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, well, we we're probably going to get stops anyway if we just yeah. play. DeRozan and Levine were already out at that point because DeRozan rolled an ankle, and I think, I think Levine also had some foot soreness. So it wasn't like their two big scorers were all of a sudden going to go off and get hot, which would have been kind of the concern that, that might exist there. Yeah, and I, I just want to talk about a couple more guys that that played well because every as yeah. you said everybody played well. I thought Luke Cornett, man, like he's continuing to show real promise in that um, backup big role. He had three blocks tonight, three rebounds. One thing I really like about him, Drummond. Normally, when we play Drummond, he just is too physical for yeah. most of most of our big men. Like even Rob Williams, like when Drummond would go up against Rob, he would just throw him around on the court. And Luke has been, you know, being a lot more physical of late, which is boding well for what the Celtics need from him because he's like it or not, he's probably going to have some minutes in big moments where he's covering like a Joel Embiid or something yeah. like that. Like they're going to have Giannis or something there. like that. Yeah. He's so big, man. He, I mean, he's seven two. He's he's a large human being, 
but he's always kind of played a little bit more finesse. But it does seem like he's being more willing to be physical this year. And I love that because if Luke Cornett can realize that he is 7'2 and play like a true seven-footer, that's a nice piece to have off the bench. And I, I thought that he did a good job in his minutes tonight. I've always, I've kind of been hard on Luke uh, throughout this year, and I just want to give him his flowers because I think he's been playing really good basketball lately, and he stepped I mean, up. With Luke, he just has a very high IQ, right? Like there was mm-hmm. that that stretch where I, I, I jokingly put out on Twitter the new Stockton to Malone, Derek White to Luke Cornett, <laughs> yeah. back to back, give and goes basically. And you know, the, it, it, I mean, it's exactly what we talked about when when Nimi had his big game uh, a game ago, right? Is that with Luke? He has the the IQ that you you kind of know at, at the very minimum what you're going to get. Now you can other there's going to be certain teams that can certainly you know give him a lot of trouble. And I'm going to be really curious, especially if KP doesn't play on Friday, to see what Missoula does, right? Because Tyrese Maxey is a guy that if if he sees Luke Cornell out there, he's seeing red, right? Like that yeah. that would be a, a pretty big. I mean, that's a tough matchup with KP out there. Even Tyrese Maxey is going to see red. So mm-hmm. you know to see what they would do with with Luke and with 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 uh, with, with Nimi, who they go with, because Nimi would be a little bit more of a presence against Embiid, but both of them are going to be you know in trouble against Maxey in that pick and roll if he's coming mm-hmm. downhill. So it's going to be really interesting to see what Joe does with those minutes. But you know, Luke is just solid, man. Luke is solid, and he's also he's a vibes guy. Luke, Luke, big time vibes oh, yeah. guy. Great for the bench. Uh, love seeing the bench go nuts on that uh, on that Hauser put back dunk today. That was, hey man, Hauser's having a moment with these dunks right now. I think that's three straight games where Hauser's got a dunk. So you know, Hauser is uh, is not just a three point shooter, guys. He's got he's got a little bit more to his game. But yeah, I mean, everyone that was, what do you think about Delano Ban? I mean, this is kind of a smaller thing, but just just the fact that Missoula was willing to go back to him again tonight with Drew Holiday back. Uh, I, I assume it was probably just to keep some more length out there without KP. You know, you're not going to have as much height, but with Banton, you can kind of keep a little bit more length on the court. So I didn't know if that might have been his angle, but I mean, he was solid. I wouldn't say it was anything spectacular, but but he was solid tonight. I just really like Banton. You know, I yeah, I, I like him, him since we got him. Yeah, yeah, I, I like him. I liked him in Toronto. Um, I think he's because he's a, a former point guard. And he's a point guard by trade. I think that he has a really high basketball IQ. You know, talking to our guy S. Um, by the way, objective basketball podcast. Our guy Adam was was on that talking about the Celtics. Make sure you go uh, you go listen to that if if um you're tuning in right now to our podcast. Go check out our guy S. Uh, his podcast with uh, was it Lauren Gunn? Lauren Gunn uh, with Lauren Gunn. Yep, correct. Yeah, Lauren Gunn. Yeah, they have a really cool um, podcast where they bring in. They're bringing in, I think, every Tuesday or something, people from other teams, and they wanted to talk about the Celtics, so Adam was on that. It's a good listen. Um, but with Banton, S was telling me that he thought he would fit in really nicely, and I trust S's basketball opinion. So, you know, even though I liked Banton in Toronto, I did want to see if that would actually, um, you know, bear fruit this year. Um, one thing I, I, I do want to pull up, Will, because I know you just talked about it. I want to yeah. see if I can get that Hauser clip with the tip dunk real quick. So we can also see Luke, the vibes guy. See if it, this <laughs> see if this clip actually has Luke's uh, reaction to it. <laughs> you Love see it. Luke, he just, yeah, like starts raising the roof. Sorry, my, yep. my Harry uh, Potter wizard sleeve got caught. Yeah, you got the Harry Potter ass robe going on right now. Uh, but no, and then also, yo, shout out to our guy Zingus looking like a stud 
on the bench. I mean, it made me it made me forget. I, I had forgotten about you know the Gallo looks that we got all yeah. last season. Where you <laughs> the know, Woody, remember just, the Woody? The Woody was great. That was fantastic. Especially we were in San Antonio, we were there at that game, and we could see it. You know, from uh, from the other side of the court. But you know, Gallo was on his Italian swaggy vibes on the bench, and it was it was really cool seeing KP back there uh, with that. And, and once again, like I said, he he talked about his calf is apparently doing pretty well. Chance he might play Friday. If not, looks like he could be available for that quarterfinal in-season tournament game. Um, just as we're as we're talking here, I'm just kind of scrolling through Twitter. It is really interesting seeing, you know, there's another quote here from Jalen Brown also talking about how it felt kind of wrong running up the score. You know, just paraphrasing, that's just not how the game is supposed to be played. I would be upset as well if we were doing hack a drum in the middle of the fourth quarter. You know, and, and so I do wonder, you know, while for us, for fans, we, we had plenty of fun. We're not out on the court, obviously, but I think we had a lot of fun just kind of scoreboard watching, going back and forth. And like you said, uh, I forget what the NBA is calling it, but their their version of, of red zone. What is it? Crunch time. Crunch time. You know, like this is the perfect setup for it. And I think especially, you know, one thing that, that feels like it was probably a, a, a little bit unfair is that teams that know on this last night, they clearly treated the game differently, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're the Orlando Magic, it's kind of like we did everything that we could but we didn't know, you know, it, it, like it's one thing because if the Celtics didn't like if there was another game or the Celtics didn't know exactly as close to exactly what they needed to do, the foot up would have been off the gas five, six minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. And so it, it did really feel like at least in this first year of the in-season tournament, if you were playing a game on that closeout night, it definitely held an advantage over a team like Orlando who was sitting back and just kind of waiting to see what happened. But it is what it is, man. You know, in-season tournament, it keeps rolling on. We're going to be back either Monday or Tuesday. And you know what that means. That means the theme song's not dead yet. Not not quite dead yet. Um, the Celtics, the Celtics in-season tournament court, that will be retired until next year. We'll see what they come up with. Uh, whenever they play, Monday or Tuesday, that game is going to be in Indiana, which, of course, the Celtics destroyed the Pacers earlier in the year, 155 to 104, but no Tyrese Halliburton in that game. Looks like they should be at full strength. And, you know, hey, that's I'm, I'm excited for that game, man. I'm Like I said, I'm into the in-season tournament now. So I, at this point, let's go fucking win the thing. That's That's, that's got to be the mentality, right? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, is there, what are the chances we can get tickets and go to Vegas? Uh, I'd have to look. I, I honestly, I, I kind of put it out of sight, out of mind for a little bit after it seemed like this was going to be a long shot. The Celtics find their way to, to claw back into the quarterfinals. So we're going to have to look around. We'll see if we can get maybe some, some last minute cheap flights to Vegas. Write it we'll, off, baby. We'll Just see. Write it off. Yeah. Who's the ones writing it off? <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are the ones writing it up. Who's they? Um, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll have to look into it. That could be something a little spontaneous, uh, green with envy trip. But uh, anything else you got here, Greg, before we uh, we wrap this one up? Uh, shout out to the men's league team, man. Undefeated. Yeah, Doing work undefeated, out here. Winning every game by double digits. Uh, it's, it's fun, man. Playing with a really talented squad. It was a good time tonight. The game started at 9.30 p.m. Central time. This is the late late night loopy episode right now. Late night loopy episode. I'm literally in a race against my edible before I fall asleep (laughs) on this podcast. I forgot about that. Is Uh, is it hitting you? No, it not hit me yet. But we're we're probably in the like 10 to 15 minute zone of it uh, about to hit in. So 
Uh, I got to go ahead and get this up on YouTube for us. So yeah. that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Green with Envy. Uh, we'll be back with another episode probably uh, tomorrow or the day after, depending on when that launches. We'll reunite the three men. We will dig into everything we know about the in-season tournament. And a special guest next week. We'll have a special guest next week uh, to help you get ready for even more of that in-season tournament talk. Uh, we'll also make sure that we set you up properly for that big Friday night showdown uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers. And of course, should have done this at the beginning of the podcast, but if you're still listening now, join the Discord. Go look at the description. We're having a good time in the Discord. We want to keep growing this, so make sure you look for that uh, link in the description of either YouTube or on wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Uh, check our links, or uh, check our bios, excuse me, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you may find us. But we appreciate y'all for listening in, and that's going to do it for this episode. Greg, for those listening on the audio, any uh, anything special they're going to hear on the way out? Black Sheep Optimist, get this high. Peace, everybody. Peace, y'all. Every time I get this high, I lose my mind. It don't take much no more. Until I hit the floor. Every time I get this high, it's you I find. It don't take much no more. Until I'm at your door. You cut me to my core, baby. What can I say? You got me on the floor, you know I came to play I know I shouldn't, but you seem to take my pain away And every time I score, Jason Tatum fade away I close my eyes and I'm floating in your river